Welcome to Grace Life Church Podcast. If you would like any more information about us, please visit our website, gracelife.com.au. And I've got only, well, not only, I've got 20 minutes. Well, I've not got that now. It's 1951 now. <laughs> Uh, in order to to do what I've got to do today. Uh, But uh, I'm encouraged by the fact of what we've, (laughs) the theme of what we've shared, the the lady that was leading the worship. Psalm 145 and verse 4 is one of my favorite verses because in the King James Version it says, One generation shall praise your works to another and declare your mighty acts. And Margaret and I, Margaret sat right at the back today, bring our wedding photo up here. I don't know if they've got it to put on the, on the screen. I think they said they took a photo of it. Are, are we able to have? No, we're not. Do you want to bring? Oh, it's there. Oh, yeah, when we got married, there was no color photos. It's all black and white. But this is the picture that we put at the entrance of our 50th wedding anniversary celebration. Uh, And in 1965, we got married and we're still here to tell the story today by the grace of God. And I, I put that up because what I'm sharing this morning, I'm actually speaking on contentment. Um, it's, this, it's the scriptures out of Philippians chapter 4 that Pastor Josh gave me from verses 10 to 13. It's where he, he's thanking the, uh, the, the uh, Epaphroditus brought a gift from the church and he's thanking them and appreciating their generosity. But he says uh, uh, he's learned that whatever state he was in to be content. He'd learned how to, uh, well in my King James it says be, a, be abased. That means to live very humbly. But he also says, I've learned how to abound. That means to live uh, uh, very sumptuously, um, prosperously. He'd learned that in everything to be content, whether to have much or to have nothing, whether to to be uh, hungry or whether to be full. And that is a great secret to learn is contentment. And you're looking at a very contented man this morning. Uh, In fact, we're saying in the car coming, wow, you know, we are so blessed. I mean, why wouldn't we be contented? I mean, we've got got a lovely home. We've got lovely kids. I mean, some of them need a bit of a kick up the pants now and again. um, And they're adults as well. I don't mean they're little kids. But... I mean to get them into God a bit better. But they're, they're going to come right eventually because God's in control. And so, um, so this is where we are at. And I, I had got the, on your notes, if you've got them, they've got the three headings, but I've reduced it to the three headings that are on the kids' papers that they're colouring in. And it's learning. It's like I, I, I said... I, in my introduction, in my notes, I says, I want you to, uh, I want you to uh, come into the classroom of uh, uh, contentment, learning to be content. Now, 
it's actually one thing to be taught how to be content. It's another thing to actually learn it. Uh, because you actually don't get to learn how to be content in a, in a classroom. <laughs> you, you've got to live it in experience. You've got to do it in life. It's got to happen in life. And, uh, and so uh, I, I'm just going to share uh, these three headings, but I've got to do something first. Because when I was, when I was um, uh, preparing the, this, this message and I was coming here, I, uh, I got a text message from, from the UK from a friend of ours of a church in Dagenham in Essex near London. And we preached there three years ago. They always ask us to go and preach when we're in England and they're lovely people. And... Uh, she said that this guy, Ryan, who I had prophesied over three years ago, has just got baptized. He wasn't even saved when I prophesied over him. And, and he's, since that time, he's got saved, he's got baptized, and the call of God is on his life because I prophesied he was going to be a preacher. And, and so what an encouragement that was to me to, to, to get that text that three years ago, here's a guy that's seeing that prophetic word fulfilled. So I said, well, Lord, is there anything you want me to say to anybody in, in Ellenbrook? And so I, I thought, well, I saw this picture of, of people sitting in five rows on this side of the one, two, sorry, the one, one at the front, two, three, four, five. This is the fifth row, and I said, Lord, whoever sits in the end seat of the fifth row, I'm going to give this $100 to. Now, it's only, it's a bit of seed. It's seed for you to sow. And I felt that God wanted me to tell you, and I'm only trying to just say, because I said, even just yesterday, I said, Lord, you can put the person in that seat that I am going to say this too. I feel you want me to say this. You're not always going, I mean, you don't look as though you're scraping the bottom of the barrel now, but, but you're not always going to scrape the bottom of the barrel. And from this day, I was going to put Habakkuk 3, uh, where it says, though the fig tree does not blossom and there is no fruit on the vine, though the, yet will I rejoice in the Lord. That, that's Richard. But, and then I thought, no, I don't want that one. I want the Habakkuk one. And I thought, oh, I must get the envelope and stick that scripture over it. But actually, I'd already put the Habakkuk scripture on. And it says that from this day on, at the bottom, God says, I will bless you. And God wants you to know he's got his hand on your life. And things are going to work out after the counsel of his will. Things are going to be sorted out that, that look hopeless now. And, and you, you're not going to, it's, it's not going to be negative. It's going to be positive. It's going to come out right. And God's, God's hand is upon you. And he just wanted me to, to, to share that with you. I, I don't know who you are, but I'm just trying to be obedient. And I just want you to receive that little bit of seed in there. 
It's just a hundred dollars. You won't pay your mortgage off with it, don't worry. It's, it's only a hundred dollars. But it's something that you may have to sow into somebody's life. Because in Luke 5, uh, or is it 6, 30, 38, it says, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men deliver into your, well, it says bosom in the King James Version, but it, it's lap. That's in the here and now. God's going to send people your way that are going to help you and they're going to be with you. And I just want you to be encouraged with that. God bless you. Hallelujah. So I know that I'm five minutes of my time's already gone now, so, so I better just tell you a story about the three headings that I've got. You see, the first heading is that we, Margaret and I have learned how to be content without complaining. And, uh, you know, it's easy when you haven't got much and you see other people who have a lot uh, to complain about a few things. But we've learnt, and, and actually in, forgive me for keep referring to the King James Version, but uh, in the other translations I've noticed that uh, King James says of Paul speaking, for I have learned, uh, sorry, uh, uh, not that I speak in respect of want. In your translation, it might say, not that I speak in regard of need. But there's a big difference between need and want. And that word want in the original Greek is actually to be in penury or poverty. He says, look, not that I'm, I'm going to speak whether I've got something or whether I've got nothing. I'm never even going to talk about it because my source is in God. And Margaret and I have learned that secret that we don't have to tell anybody else about it. And we have been in a situation when I came out of Bible school and we were, uh, we were um, what do they call it? Uh, anyway, whatever it was, we were preparing to, to go as missionaries to Asia. And in, because we couldn't go, because there was fighting in the country that we wanted, that we were called to go to, we couldn't go at that time, so we took a church and, and, uh, and this church couldn't afford to support us. So I'm, I'm a sign writer and a sign maker and a painter. You know, I, so I, I just got some jobs to, to do. But there came a point in that first little church that started. There was just eight people when we got there. All, old people as well. I was young then. And, wow. And, 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 but... You know, and it was, it was a bit tough, and I, I, I ran out of work, and, and, and we, ran, we actually came to a point where we actually ran out of money, because there was no credit cards then, you didn't have a credit card or anything like that, and nothing, we, had, we lived just from week to week, from, from hand to mouth, and, and we had nothing, this is on a Sunday night, and on this Sunday night we had, a, we had one egg in the house, and Margaret boiled that egg and gave it to Angela, our daughter, our little girl, Angela. And then I went with the, with the minibus to go and pick the people up. And I came to Mrs. Betts' house. She was always first on the list. 
I actually didn't like Mrs. Betts very much because she was like a female regimental sergeant major. You know, she was, she was a bit bossy and, and I, 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 I'm a bit bossy as well, you see. And so, uh, anyway, I, I, I pull up out the side of the house and go and open the door for her to get in. She gets into the bus and, and some of you may have heard this story before, but it's the provision of the Lord. One generation shall praise your works to another and declare your mighty acts. And this was a mighty... She got in the car and she sat down in the seat, opened a purse, uh, said, just a minute, Pastor. And she took this envelope out and she said, I, I, I want you to have this. And of course, I'm, oh, no, 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 no. You know, oh, no, you can't do that. But really, inside, I was wanting to grab a hand off, really. But... But you see, that taught me, that, that lady said, listen, God told me to do this in the breaking of bread service this morning. And, and so I'm just trying to be obedient. And I didn't think God could tell her anything. Uh, never mind in the breaking of bread service. But how? So I took, and there was just a 50 pound note at that time was a lot of money. And I was earning about eight pounds a week at that time. It sounds ridiculous now. You know, I remember when a loaf of bread was a penny farthing. A loaf of bread. You could go and buy a loaf of bread for a penny farthing. I'm 85 in January. And I, I, I'm with, Margaret, forgive us. When he, please forgive us. We, 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 we tend to go down memory lane when we get to our age. But there is a, there is a thing. And with the... God knew what we needed and provided it through a lady that I didn't even think very much about, but I changed my opinion after that. Oh boy. So that, that's, that's number one. Then, and I've not read this, the, the whole, whole scripture out because I've just got six minutes and ten seconds left. <laughs> so I've got to go to point number two, which I can't even see anyway in, in my notes. So, uh, oh, here, yeah, learning to be content without craving. This is in uh, 1 Timothy 6, 6 to 10. Uh, it's where he says, let, let those who um, don't labor to be rich. Uh, 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 he says, um, godliness with contentment is great gain. And, uh, and in uh, 1 Timothy 4, he also, and I like this verse actually, uh, I've forgotten what verse it is, but it's where he says, but bodily exercise profits little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having the promise of the life that now is, as well as that which is yet to come. And I've just spoken that scripture of Luke 6. Uh, over. The, I'm sorry I didn't ask your name, but uh, 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 Luke 6 Chapter th verse 38, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over shall men deliver into your lap. That's not when you get to heaven, that's now. That's in this life. We not only have the promise of this life, but also the promise of that life which is yet to come. You know, I've got, so I've got to be a giver, not a getter. I've got to be a sower, not just a saver. I've got to be uh, an investor and not just a grasper. 
just to keep for myself. I've got to invest. Because Jesus said in Mark 10, he said, No man having left houses, lands, mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, uh, uh, shall not in this life receive houses, lands, mothers, fathers. And we have seen that actually happen in our experience. Again, one generation shall praise your works to another. We actually gave a house away to a pastor and his wife so that he could, he, to support his ministry. And then when we came home off, uh, from, from serving overseas and we couldn't get back, we needed a house. And we hadn't got a house to go to because we'd given it away. And we thought, oh Lord, <laughs> please can you help us? And this is the wonderful thing, friends. You know, we've never had stacks of money in a bank account. I mean, I mean well, we have now. Oh, we're loaded now. <laughs> oh, absolutely well we've nothing to spend our money on you know it's someone and by the way I know you might not think this is all that crash hot I mean you know 85 in January but on January the 4th we will be totally debt free no not owing anybody or anything to any by anybody now it's taken us a long time to get there because of a bit of my foolishness with funds and with doing things. I won't go into that because I want to only tell you the good things. <laughs> but you see, God has met our need when we needed it and provided us supernaturally. Well, with three houses he's provided. With cars, we've given cars away and God's provided us with cars. With a car. I... Two minutes, 22 left. Right, I better tell you this. Right, here. I've got to tell you this because I... I was doing a lot of traveling and preaching and I had this second-hand car and it was always breaking down. I was spending more time underneath it than in it. And I am a bit of a mechanic, so I was doing all the repairs. And I was Anyway, I better cut the story short. So I'm saying, Lord, I need a decent car. I can't be underneath it. It's letting me down. I, I, I went to preach at one church and I had to put another gearbox on the, on the driveway of the, of the people I was staying at. Uh, and so I said, Lord. Uh, so I felt he said, right, do something practical. So I did. I dressed myself up, put my tie on and, and my best suit. And I went into a car showroom. I said, I'm looking for a new car. Oh, yes, sir. No, sir. No money, no anything, but just because I'd learned this truth about confessing. <laughs> confessing. I don't mean blab it and grab it. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about confessing God's word that is real to you. You've got promises that have been given you. I've got promises that have been given me. In fact, all the promises of God are in him, yes, and amen, as good as done. So, it, amen means so it shall be. All the promises of God are in him. But I have to conceive them as being mine before God can help me to see them fulfilled in my life. And I'd learned that secret. So I thought, right, well, I'll go and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll start saying I'm going to have a new car. I even went to a church and I got the brochure and I got everything. And all oh, right, thank you very much. I'll get in touch with you. And I got the brochure. I went preaching at this church on the following week. Well, I was there for Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. It was a convention weekend. 
And I thought, I know, I've learned this truth out of Mark 11, where Jesus, when, when Peter says, Oh, Master, the fig tree that thou cursest is withered away. And Jesus said, Have faith in God. For I say unto you, that whatever you say, you will have what you say, not what you pray. If you believe in your heart, you will have it. And if you believe in your heart, then you will have it. And so I'm, I'm kind of believing this. And so I thought, I'll go to the church and I'll preach on this and I'll, and I'll show them my brochure and I'll say, next time I come here, I'm going to have a new car like this. But when it got to it, I got scared. <laughs> I thought, oh, what happens if it doesn't work so much for my face? Oh, well, 27 seconds over time now. I'll finish with this. Oh no, I've got to read my poem. Never mind the last point. You've got the notes. At least you can take it. And the kids are in. We don't let alone you bought to tears. So, so here, I'm, I'm, I'm finishing with this. That sometime late, I did a funeral for a, a friend of ours who got killed in the mines. And his wife came to stay with us, have a little holiday after things had settled down. And she said, I've come to take you out to buy you a new car. And she bought us a brand new car. It was fantastic. No money but God. Not that we told anybody about it. Didn't complain, oh, we've not got this. And Oh, look, look at that pastor. He's driving that nice car there. Oh, look what he's got. Oh, look what they've got. No, no. Being content in the things that you have. Because contentment is a wonderful thing. And I don't, even though I printed it in big print, I don't think I can read this. The glasses are in there, but... Let me finish with this part. It'll only take a couple of minutes, and then we'll just be three minutes over time. Thank you. Ah, that's better. I've called it Contentment by Robert H. Stevenson. That's me. I am so blessed to be content to have a home and pay no rent. Because overall, life's been a breeze apart from stiffness in my knees. So I can say life's not been bad, although at times I have been sad, because in life there's ups and downs. It's not all smiles, it's sometimes frowns. Yes, frowning when things don't work out, when out of joint has been my snout, when, like those pommies we've been whinging, make Aussie folk their skin start cringing. But then we've learned to handle things, to learn there's roundabouts and swings, to learn to roll and take the punch, and learn in life there's no free lunch. And once these lessons do get learned, that somehow corners do get turned, that all life's road cannot be straight, can't have it all laid on a plate. Yes, once these lessons have been grasped, our moans and groans now get relapsed. Contentment starts to take their place. And come what may, you run your race. Yes, run your race. Sorry, yes, run your race in sun or rain. 
find out, find, found, find out in Christ there is great gain. Great gain in knowing you're content with a contentment heaven sent. Because you see, contentment comes when you strap on contentment guns. <laughs> I got this picture of me, you know, there's, there's, and I'm content shooting down. So when whatever state you're in, contentment cocks the firing pin, hallelujah, to shoot down whatever state. So what? I'm going to be content in the name of Jesus. Oh, back to the poem. So circumstances get shot down when things are up or when they're down. And that is when I really see it is Christ's strength that strengthens me. So if you want to take control and not let circumstance take toll, just take life as it comes to you and stay content in what is true. The truth that circumstances alter, but with Christ's strength, you will never falter. So don't let circumstance dictate, but be content, whatever your state. Father, I just pray that in this generational environment, where one generation is able to praise your works to another, not out of any pomposity or out of anything special of who we are, but out of everything that you are to us. And we've been more than conquerors, but we can only be that through you who loves us. We can, uh, we can prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers, but only in the way that you can make us wealthy in every, say, not just in a monetary sense, but in every other way. And so I pray for my dear friends here that you will bless them and that you will help this, these lessons of contentment as they go through some of their struggles, struggles that might be really tough at this time and, and, and maybe really challenging every fiber of their being in, 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 in the struggle to, to try and maintain this, this equilibrium of contentment when all's going to pot round about them. But I pray in Jesus' name you will meet every need at the point of that need so that out of it Jesus will be glorified. And this I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor. We hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast from Grace Life Church. For more information about us or any of our services, please visit our website at gracelife.com.au. Dot com.au